Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast is part of the MedEd Media Network at mededmedia.com. Go check out all of the other podcasts that we have helping you on your pre-med journey. This is the MCAT Podcast, session number 58. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week with Brian Snedeker from Next Step Test Prep. This week, we have an interesting question, an interesting topic about voiding the MCAT. Let's go ahead and dive right in. All right, Brian, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how medical schools look at multiple scores. And, and in there, you mentioned voiding. So not, not voiding your bowels or, or bladder, but actual voiding the, the medical, the, the MCAT. Sorry, that's the doctor in me. That's when I hear void. That's what I think of. Um, yeah. When... <laughs> I always think of that with the word evacuate, too. Yep, right? like, yep. Oh, the, the people were evacuated. No, the <laughs> building was evacuated. Unless <laughs> the people were having some accidents there. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I've never thought about it that way, but that makes yeah. exact sense. Perfect sense. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, awesome. Now, let's get back on track here. Voiding the MCAT. When you void a, a, a MCAT, when you're sitting in the testing center and you void it, that's that score, that test, that take doesn't get reported. And that's kind of what we talked about previously, uh, that that take doesn't count um, as a take that gets shown to a medical school. It still counts as a take for how many MCATs you can take in a year or in a, a lifetime or whatever the, the different sections are for the AAMC, but mm-hmm. it doesn't get reported. Yeah, that's the only thing that – so when we think about a void, right, it, it essentially never happened, right? It doesn't go on any record. Um, nobody ever gets to know that it happened except in two places does it count when you void your exam. Number one, your checkbook. Yep. Right? I mean you have to pay for this thing. And so voiding it is, is you know, several hundred bucks you never get back. Uh, and like you said, Ryan, there, there are limits. So you can take the MCAT uh, three times in a year or at most four times in any two years mm-hmm. or a lifetime limit of seven. Yep. So even if you void, that counts towards one of your lifetime seven limit. Yep. All right. I get a question a lot from students. Actually, let's let's talk about this one first. Students that purposefully go into a test knowing they are going to void it. What are your thoughts on that strategy? Um, I think that is a ludicrously overpriced practice test. I think right? so. I the, think so too. If somebody said to you, I can give you a practice exam, but it's gonna cost you three hundred bucks or whatever it's up to now, three fifty, three twenty-five, would you ever buy it? No, of course not. 
So you can call them up to literally the day in advance and reschedule and, and, and push it back so that you don't have to have this void on your record. You don't have to have wasted $300 on a on what is functionally a practice exam. I mean that that just strikes me as the height of silliness. I um, will I I will correct you. It's not you can't. There, there is a window now for rescheduling. Um, I think. Oh in yeah, the, I have to in pay past, for it again. Yeah. Well, e even there there is a cutoff date for rescheduling. So I I had a student recently that wanted to reschedule and she missed the window to reschedule. So it was either take the test or not show up. Mm -hmm. And so she was in a situation where I said go take it but void it because mm -hmm. she was not ready to take it. Mm -hmm. So it was functionally just a practice exam. Okay. Yeah. It's it, I, now that you say that, yes, of course there's that, that bronze zone, they call it, which is really close. I mean, it's up, it's almost like barely a week or two before the mm -hmm. test yeah. where you can still kind of recoup some of the cost mm -hmm. and reschedule your exam. But yes, if you literally, literally realize the day before the test that you're not ready, then sure you could go in and take it and void it just for practice. Which if you're um, listening to this podcast, you shouldn't be in that trap. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, within two or three weeks of the exam, if you're kind of on track and ready to roll. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So go back and listen to the last minute tips for the MCAT, which we talk about kind of those last three weeks or so before your test date. And you'll you'll have a feeling on where you should be. All right. So don't plan on voiding. Don't go into it. But what about in the middle of it, so you, you, you're confident, you had great scores on your practice test, those double AMC full lengths, and you're in the middle of test day, and your confidence just hits rock bottom. What <laughs> should a student do to evaluate whether or not they should void the test in the middle of taking it or, or at the end of the day when they, they have that option? Right. Yeah. So the, the mechanics of avoiding it is, yeah, it is at the end of the day, right? You can't just like get up and walk out. <laughs> if you just leave in the middle of the test, they're going to score your test. So to avoid the exam, you do have to get all the way to the end. Um, and there will be a question. I wish to have my exam voided or, or not. If you don't answer the question, the timer will run out after five minutes and your exam will be scored. So voiding it is a very specific conscious choice you have to make. And they'll even ask you to confirm twice, right? Like you just said you wanted to void. Did you really mean that? Yes, I did. Right. Um, my usual rule of thumb here, Ryan, is I, I always say if you are even asking yourself the question, should I void my exam? The answer is no. But if the question you're asking yourself is not, should I void my exam? But, oh, dear sweet God, when can I void my exam? Like, you, <laughs> you just know. Then the answer is yes, go ahead and void it. And the reason that I phrase it that way, the reason that I phrase it as, if you're not sure or if you're considering voiding, then don't do it. Only if you're absolutely certain should you void it is because, you know, us pre-meds, those of us who are used to, you know, getting straight A's at everything in life, you know, there's a certain touch of, of the, the kind of neuroticism there of, of the, the OCD, I have to get <laughs> no. everything right. <laughs> no. No, not, not, <laughs> not at all. Um, and, and so 
it, it's been my experience overwhelmingly with you know the, the hundreds of tutoring students, thousands of classroom students I've worked with over the years, that people walk out of the test going, "Oh wow, that was that was rough." Especially this the, when they changed it over in 2015 to this you know seven and a half eight hour day, everybody just walks out feeling like you know they just went 12 rounds with some world champion <laughs> boxer, right? I mean, they're, they're, it, it's not a pleasant feeling. And so you can't make that judgment based on some subjective feeling of, well, I didn't feel like it went well. Nobody feels like it went well. Mm -hmm. um, and there's basically no correlation between your subjective perception of how it went and your objective performance. Literally every time one of my tutoring students calls me up after the MCAT and says, oh, I thought bio went really well and psychology went poorly. There's just no relationship to what the actual scores are that they get. That would be a very interesting data collection to look at. Actually try to put together a, a little study on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the problem with that, of course, is that uh, you know, you're going to be replying, relying on a lot of self-reporting yep. and yeah, it, it'll know. be a survey. Yeah. But yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see just to show other students like, yes, it is. Everybody feels terrible. That doesn't mean you should void it because look mm -hmm. at what it actually means. There is no correlation like you're saying. Right, exactly. And look, everyone so said that they thought bio was their best section, but, but of course not necessarily. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it really what I, I try to suggest is, you know, look at certain metrics. So obviously, if something disastrous happened, you were sick and you had to just like get up and walk out of the room in the middle of the critical reading section, um, if you left multiple passages blank, right? Of course, you should never leave anything blank on the MCAT, but if you got caught up by the timer and unfortunately, you meant to get some guesses in, but you left one or two or even three or four questions blank um, that, you know, that's really sucky. That's not good. But some small number of questions is not going to be the end of the universe. But if you left like two entire passages, like 11 or 12 questions blank, yeah, then maybe you, that that's when you start saying, look, that was really abnormal for me. Um, or finally... If you have, and, and and Ryan, you said anyone who's listening to this podcast is going to be a well-prepped student, of course, but if you have that moment in the middle of the test where this realization just hits you, oh my God, I shouldn't even be here. Like, I'm, I'm not prepared for this. I, I can't believe it. I thought I was prepared, but you know, you're halfway through the bio section and you just realize you're nowhere near where you need to be. Um, which I, I, you know, I mean, obviously that doesn't happen to my students because if they're working with me, I tell them if they're ready <laughs> or not, but, but, you know, that can happen to some, you know, some of our listeners might be unfortunately stuck in that position where they had been doing a little bit of prep here and there, you know, they thought they were in pretty good shape. Then they go take the real thing and they just feel completely blown out of the water. Mm -hmm. Um, if that happens to you, they are, then you got to go ahead and void your score. You know who I think that would happen to the most. And again, hopefully nobody that's listening to this podcast and has listened to past ones. Mm -hmm. I, I think it would happen to students who don't actually take a full length under real practice conditions. They mm -hmm. take the different sections and they do well in the different sections, but then the the first time they actually sit down for seven and a half hours is the real test day and that just destroys mm -hmm. them. Yeah, we, we get that phone call literally every day at Next Step. You know, they're like, oh, I need tutoring. I've already taken the MCAT. It didn't go well. One of the first questions we ask is, well, how were you doing on your practice tests? 
oh, I was doing X, Y, Z. And we always ask exactly what you brought up, Ryan. Like, Did you actually take them under real test-like conditions? Did you sit your butt in the seat for seven hours? Oh, no, not really. I just kind of did some questions or I did maybe a section here or there. So yeah, if you are in the middle of a full test day and realize that <laughs> you needed to do this a bunch for practice and you haven't, then it's time to void and retake. All right. So don't don't go into the test wanting to void. When you're in the middle of the test, if you're asking yourself, should I void? It's probably not the best idea to void. But if you're questioning why the heck you're actually there, that you're nowhere near prepared, then go ahead and hit that void at the end. Absolutely. It's a good summary of it. Yep. All right. So there you have it. Hopefully this topic, this information will be completely useless for you when it comes to your MCAT test day. But just in case it is, hopefully what we discussed will be helpful for you. You know what's helpful? Next Step Tutors. Next Step has the premier one-on-one tutoring service for the MCAT. Now, for a couple hundred, well, if you go a couple is two, for, for 400 extra dollars, last time I checked the prices, when you look at a a live online course from one of those big test prep companies for 400 extra dollars you get like 20 hours of one-on-one tutoring from next step test prep one-on-one tutoring versus versus a class that you're taking online sitting in your room all by yourself with a teacher somewhere helping you somewhere one-on-one tutoring versus a live online course for a couple hundred bucks. 24 hours, that is. 24, I said 20 before. 24 hours of one-on-one. That's two to three month custom study plan. You get the pre-test diagnostic. You get books um, to uh, content review books and strategy and practice books. You get a cars passage book. You get Cuba, it's, you get like 11 books. You get all of the AAMC stuff. You get all of the Next Step full-length exams. You get it all for $400 more than a live online course. I did the math once. 24, 424. It's like $17 an hour extra that you're paying for those, um, that 400 extra dollars. So worth it. If, if I were doing this all over again, I would choose a one-on-one tutor. Somebody that will help me cater my studying plan to my specific needs, not to the class average, but to my specific needs. Go check out Next Step Tutor at nextsteptestprep.com. Use the promo code MCATPOD, that's M-C-A-T-P-O-D, all capital letters, to save some money. I hope you have a great week. Hopefully, like I said, this topic is useless for you, but uh, next week we're going to dive in with some more questions breaking down those questions, getting to answers, and showing you how little I remember about the MCAT content. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here at the MCAT Podcast and MedEd Media.